Welcome to El Dente Rigamortis. I'm Review Cultist. And I'm Mikey. The E stands for evil. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta. Tonight we have Sick and Sick, but otherwise known as The Algorithm. So, first off, you may notice that Dr. Leviathan isn't with us. Well, he's indisposed at the moment, so we're not using his lair for our recording. We are actually at Mikey's place. And I've got to tell you, I'm a little terrified. I feel like I'm in an 80s horror movie right now. I like it. <laughs> but regardless, so um, if you uh, if you don't know what creepypastas are at this point, go Google it. Um, in short, they're short creep they're short internet creepy stories that get copied and pasted across the internet. Um, so yeah, we're doing a short sto- a short pasta called Sick, and then we'll follow it up with the algorithm by. Uh, Joseph K, or part of his book, part of the Joseph K stories. So we'll jump into sick. Uh, you can check it out at creepypasta.com. Um, there's no author as far as I could tell. I looked around, didn't really see much. Uh, and yeah, we're good. So the narrator is dreaming at the ending of the story, um, or at least referring to a dream that he had, a, a rather um, disturbing dream he had a couple of days ago. Um, but apparently he's sleeping fine now, but the dream he had back, uh, like, on Sunday or Saturday was, wasn't very pleasant. So he's going to describe that to us. Uh, so he's in this horror video game, like, like town, so, and he literally says, like, think Silent Hill or Alone in the Dark. Thanks for describing this creepy town in a reference. (laughs) Yeah, a reference that not everyone gets. Exactly. Because not everyone plays video games or has played Silent Hill or Alone in the Dark. Like, Alone in the Dark is even more vague than Silent Hill. Like, there's the new one that came out in 360, but that's set in Manhattan. The original ones, I actually only know because I'm a Lovecraft fan and Alone in the Dark pulled a... Like, it was essentially the Resident Evil or the Silent Hill game, that kind of game that used Lovecraft monsters. Or that kind of setting. So I know that it's kind of like a New England creepy like manor kind of place. But you need to describe where you're where you are, not use a reference, um, yeah. especially because you don't know who's going to be reading your story. <laughs> like not everyone in, who reads your story is going to know what Silent Hill or what Alone in the Dark's setting is. Mm-hmm. I think, actually, to be honest, I think Alone in the Dark's if he's referencing the, the original ones, he's referen- uh, then apparently it's a Victorian New England town. Or, like, a manor. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think in the later ones, it, uh, there's also ghost towns. Regardless, we're off to a great start. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and yeah, he goes from the house that he starts uh, off in uh, and goes to another house down the street. Um, and in this house uh, is a sleeping woman um, that he looks at and then grabs a brick and bludgeons her uh, over the head so that she won't wake up. <laughs> um, doesn't kill her, because they... they s- Specifically, say that she's still she's just unconscious, but she'll never wake up. Um, then he hears a, a message clear in his head: uh, "The sinew will sow 
together the darkness and damnation. Um, so he gets the knife that's on the table next nearby, and he starts slicing up the out the sinews of this woman's flesh. Um, and then the sinews form a blindfold, and he wears it and receives a further vision of a figure and a dog atop a house at night. Um, the figure is a shadowy and demonic form, um, like shadowed, ragged uh, coat and I think a hat or something and like a demonic smile. Um, the narrator tries screaming to this figure, but can't because it's in a dream. Like so you don't have the sometimes you don't have certain functions that you would in in the waking world. And then he wakes up. So feeling tired as though he'd actually been dragged into this dream, which he believes he has because this isn't the first time this has happened to him. And the other times it's happened, um, he's actually even had a friend uh, that he knows been in the dream as well, and he feels that his friend was actually experiencing it the same way. Um, the shadowy figure uh, has grown in form uh, in his mind and whatnot, uh, and he feels that he needs uh, that it needs a host, and that he has been chosen by this cre- by this shadowy figure to be its vessel and and whatnot. And um, the story ends with him kind of welcoming this prospect. And besides, everyone's a little sick, even if you don't want to believe it. That's that's how it ends. <laughs> so that's it. <laughs> On the phone. Oh, okay. Terrible. <laughs> um, I literally am expecting like Jason Voorhees to break out, <laughs> break through one of the one of the walls. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, um, okay. So my thoughts, and I'm probably gonna need your help with this one because, yeah, my, there's a um, there's a fair amount of spelling gram and grammar issues I came across like early on, um, and I did find myself reading over them and just filling in, like, what they actually meant, so it wasn't a huge deal, but, like, really just needs to be, like, reread and, like, got, get rid of those. Like, it's super easy. Yeah. Um, like, we hearken on that every time it yeah. comes up, and it happens a lot. Yeah. Uh, I, I read this one while I had a cold, and the grammar issues were too much for my sick mind to deal with. It just, too many grammar issues... In one story, just like no, no. <laughs> um, it's a neat spiral into a uh, of a man going insane, um, and like getting this dream vision, like kind of like almost like an Inception style kind of like dreamscape. Um, except that it's not really. There are parts of it that are described. Like he describes in a like a lot of the his movements and his steps of what he does in dream or in this dream, but he doesn't really describe the dream the environment entirely well. He gets, like, key spots. But, like, again, like like we said, yeah. like he references, like, things that are like it. And you can't do that. you got to build the atmosphere better. Then, if you're in a dream, which obviously it's been established it is a dream, you're on a one-track mind. If you see a doorknob and it takes your fancy, that's all you're thinking about during the dream, is okay, turning so you're and things like that. So you so, actually think that it's more accurate as a dream journey? Yeah. Because it actually is capturing that mentality of like what you, how you feel like in a dream. Yeah. All right. That, that, <laughs> that's the way I see it. And unfortunately, a lot of dreams, if you have written them after you've woken up, are disjointed. Yeah. Which this really is. Yeah. Yeah, like it's just like he, like he's 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 in this one house, and then he walks out, and it's almost pitch dark, pitch dark now, um, and uh, it's a creepy like video game horror town, 
that he's in. So then he just he goes to another house. Like it's it's pretty straightforward. Like it's it's dream logic. Like you just yeah. You like in, yeah. in dreams, you just kind of like straightforward. Yeah, I go to this place. That makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. But when you're telling a story, you need to like yeah. not just like like I could easily see this actually being like somebody like he wrote like he actually had this weird dream. Yeah. Where he did this, and then he decided to make that the creepypasta. Yeah. But you need to like tell more of a story there. Like you need to describe more what's going yeah. on, not just. You need to flesh it out. Don't more. make it. Don't leave it as a disjointed dream journey. Like elaborate and like refine that dream journey. Like mm-hmm. make it more of a narrative so it's more interesting. Because that's the problem with the story. Was I was having, was that while I was reading this first part, like until the end, like where we sound like, well, where the fuck is with this dude on a on a on a roof and like what's what is that all about and then it's over um, but um, but up until that point like it was just like have a little bit of a slog for me like to read through because I it, it was kind of get, keeping me in but at the same time but more or less just out of confused like what's going on <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and it wasn't but like that's not really a good way of doing that like because no. again up until like he had the further dream <laughs> where he's envisioning this guy like far away and some of that and um, like, and I, I just, and me just wanting to know what the hell that, what, uh, what is up with that guy, uh, and where he come from. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like the, the beginning of the story, like his description of him, like his, his journey, uh, up until that point is just like, just, let's keep going. Come on, come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I like how like it, it, yeah, like I said, um, it is kind of like a spiral of this guy going nuts into becoming a killer or becoming a psychotic, uh, or a sociopath. Um, or it could actually be that this thing is supernatural and uh, f- invading his dreams, a la, like a Freddy Krueger type of thing, and like it beca- it needs him as a vessel. Like I, I like again, there's a duality in the story. Like you could take it either way. Um, obviously, it feels it feels more like it's probably more in tune to like that he's snapping, and we're watching the the birth of a of a of a serial killer, um, or a person like fall fail, uh, like falling from sanity, <laughs> um. Uh, do you have anything on that or uh, counterpoint that? Um, well, for what I got, it's just essentially someone decided to write their nightmare. Yeah. After potentially playing Silent Hill or Alone, Alone in the, the Dark. Dark and potentially watching a horror movie, something, and basically you wake up after a nightmare. It's not your typical waking up. You could be like full sweat or yeah. sort of a panic wake up and stuff like that. And that could be misconstrued as becoming possessed. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, and then the, the story is like, uh, essentially comes down to clearly I have become possessed and aren't we all a little possessed? <laughs> <laughs> We're all mad here. <laughs> Yeah. So you, what you think? So you think it's more like not so much like guy snapping um, from like all these dreams and stuff he's been having. It's more just like it's just another nightmare he's had. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So there's a third option there, I guess. Yeah. I just it just seemed like it, to me it was like leaning more toward like this. We're we're watching the birth of a new creep pasta killer, <laughs> but it's just the origin story of. <laughs> yeah. It... But I guess I could see like yeah, just being a a creepy. Like a, like a scary dream, that, or like this guy's had in one of many, and that he's just like finally kind of like it's like all right, well, this is my life now. I have these creepy, weird dreams where I'm killing people. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this really weird guy and a dog. Also, 
Also, the, that the, dog, like, what, like, the, like, it's very cerebral. Like, I, I guess I, I can I can award it that. Like, it's it feels very cerebral because like there's just again it's like a dream log or like a like a nightmare log because like there's just things that like make no fucking sense. Like, it's like he he describes this like creepy like dark shadowy figure on the roof on on the top of the roof of this house on um that's like blackened um uh, silhouette on uh, on the night. And he has a dog next to him. Well, that's the last time we see that dog. It was like, what the fuck's with that dog? <laughs> like, because it's described first. <laughs> yeah. And then the shadowy figure. And then it focuses more on the shadowy figure. And it's like, all I can think of is like, what's what's going on with that dog? <laughs> hmm. Yeah. It's... Again, it's feel it's it's again. It feels more like it's leaning toward leading toward being a dream. Yeah. And not based in reality. Well, no. Like we already knew that because we knew that. Fact. Yeah. yeah. It, but yeah, like it, 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 like I said, like it kind of falls. I guess that then that's a truth for the ending because to me that was kind of how I got out. Like once I finished the story, I was like, well, is that it? All right, like yeah, I was expecting a little bit more. Like because I want to know. Like it's like this seems like it could go further, and like we could get like this could be the prologue to the like to a to somebody who mm-hmm. is possessed or like, yeah. So it's, like now he's possessed, but what happens in the next, real world? Yeah, exactly. Like, um, oh, he goes on his day, gets married, has kids, dies. <laughs> Nothing else ever weird happens to him. He just gets possessed. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the the part about the Sanu yeah, just seemed. I don't like, like. Is that a line from something? Like it seems no. like it was just like a line the guy came up with and was like, oh, that's really cool. Or maybe it's something they maybe again like we're we're taking a little bit of liberty of like assuming that this guy actually had a dream like this and wrote down. Because um, mm-hmm. and uh, but honestly, like if this is this is something that he wrote, like he did capture what like how how you write dreams mm-hmm. or how you how you experience dreams. So like that's kind of cool on that part. But yeah, it's just like it seems like that that line like seems like really sp- oddly specific. Yeah, like something you would hear in a dream or like something that I've like I don't I've never I don't think I've ever heard it else like in a, like another in something else. So. It just seems like really like a focus of the story. Yeah, but it's just uh, like as a way of like seeing the the shadowy figure and stuff. Yeah, um, and also one of the re- it also hinted, to me it hinted uh, at like this guy going nuts and like he's now got to rip the sinews out of other people. <laughs> yeah, although what <laughs> what type of thing do you watch that makes you dream of doing this to people? <laughs> House. <laughs> Fuller house. <laughs> Everywhere you... <laughs> God. Uh... We have silly fun here when Leviathan's not around. <laughs> um... Yeah, that, that's that's really all I got about this story. This one is, uh... Like, it's, it's a cool... It's a neat journey like a spiral of a, of a dream and like i guess it ma- it does capture an ex- the experience of like when you do have like vivid dreams but it was kind of le- it leaves me wanting a little bit more like i want mm-hmm. i want a little more of an explanation other than it was a dream <laughs> or other than like they're just giving us this weird dreamscape like i want there to be like more of a consequence of what's happening or i want there to be an explanation of like again who that figure is like because that's the mm-hmm. thing like we're not even given a name it's just the shadowy figure mm-hmm the demon that's going to possess you, essentially. Yeah. Um, did you have anything else on this one? Um, not really. Uh, I guess it's time to make recommendations. Well, we'll save it to the after. We'll save it to the after. <laughs> You're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, we'll save it till uh, till we finish algorithm. Okay. Um, and speaking of, um, yeah, algorithm, otherwise known, it's also called sick. Um, like there's there's two titles um, that it kind of goes by. Uh, it's by it's from the Joseph K stories, which uh, are written by Cameron Sui, who is one of the more popular creepypasta writers. In fact, I'm surprised that actually after two years of this, we haven't really done any of his stuff. I think we may have been met. Actually, well, we obviously were given a suggestion for this one because this is actually from our suggestions list. Um, but I'm surprised it didn't come earlier, and uh, because he's one of those art- uh, one of those writers that are a little bit more popular, like Slime Beast or. Um, should have looked it up earlier, um, or other like other like more. I do it in air quotes. Uh, audience prolific creepypasta writers, <laughs> um, but he's he's more well known and like he his he has a very large volume of work um, because he what it seems that he writes a lot of stories uh, and a lot of creepypastas and puts them online for people to get to get feedback and whatnot. Um, because I think, uh, I actually saw the algorithm. I looked, I went on his website where the algorithm was and it was under first draft or under like that kind of thing. So it's like he, he uses the internet. Like the, it seems to be that he uses the internet as his bounce board or his editing board. Hmm. So I can kind of respect that. <laughs> um, you can check this one on creepypasta.wiki if you don't go to Joseph K stories. Um, which I think is his blog. Uh, and Mr. Creepypasta does do a reading of it. So go check it out there. Uh, this one, uh, so this guy can't eat food because he believes that some mastermind um, and a team of minions um, has mapped out his every move via an algorithm. Credits. <laughs> uh, no. uh, and and uh, that's actually what I have in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, and are uh, poisoning his food, um, or wherever. Like he, they can read where he's going to go, where, what food he's going to pick up at the grocery store, what food he's going to get at a restaurant, and he, so they like inject it with a hypodermic needle full of poison, so that every night um, at, around midnight he's like retching up all his day's daily food and um, down the toilet. Um, he tries several different tactics, but nothing seems to be working. Um, he's always like this, this mastermind, this him is always one step ahead of him. Um, and so, and every night, like he's, like I said, he's ends up puking on the, uh, uh, puking all his, uh, his daily contents up. Um, he finally finds a method after like a couple of paragraphs worth of like dealing with this struggle, like for a couple of, I guess, days or something like that. Um, or a time period. Um, he finally figures out a way of tricking the algorithm by going into a random single person's home, killing them, eating them um, to his heart's content, to his uh, to his heart's content, then um, slicing up the rest of the meat and uh, packing it up for later, and then setting the gas in the house to go up and cover his tracks. Um, because apparently he also like they does mention that he does have some experience of. Um, of uh, cutting up or skinning animals and stuff of like that from like hunting and stuff of like that. Um, so, and then when he returns home, he's finally full and content and he sleeps and he's, uh, he realizes that he's beaten the system um, and that he'll, he'll have to do this more in order to, uh, in order to sustain himself and like beat the system. But he, and his old world is dead and he is a free man. Um, and that's how the story ends is him like, obviously resorting to cannibalism to survive. Um, now I like the duality of the story because it brings, uh, that it brings at the end because 
to me, this goes two ways. This is either that he is a mentally ill man uh, or has some kind of psychosis that has made him res- uh, not, unable to eat normal food. And so he finally re- realizes that he can resort to cannibalism. And that's how he's able to survive. So we have like a cannibalistic killer kind of on the loose now. Or there is some kind of supernatural ailment at work here. And him and it's, and him is not actually just some figment of his deluded mind. Um, that it is some kind of, maybe not the, maybe not the team of minions, but like... It is some kind of, like, supernatural... Like, maybe that was what gave him... Like, maybe this him, uh, mastermind character, is like, a lar- is, like, a master version, or, like, a master creature that, like, gave him the element. Like, kind of like... A va- I, I was kind of, like, giving... I want to kind of give it, like, a vampire kind of analog, because, like, a feeding and stuff. But it's not really... It's not so much that as, like, more like just maybe a Wendigo kind of thing. Um, I know it's... It lean, the story leans more toward the psychosis, and I'm fine with mm-hmm. that. But I like the little, like, glimmer of hope. It's like, you know, it, it pushed a little bit closer, uh, pushed a little bit more this way. It could be something more supernatural. And I'm fine, but I'm fine with either one. Like, I'm fine with that prospect just existing there um, as kind of like a little, like, a shadow um, for the story. Um uh, it's an interesting ride um, that we're going through with this character as he struggles before finally succumbing to his cannibalistic urges <laughs> or to, his ex- to this extreme. Um, it kept my interest for most of the story, like uh, kind of unlike the other other one where I was just kind of following it in a con- in a confused daze. Um, this mm-hmm. one actually kept my focus in terms of because I, w- I wanted to see. I thought I figured I kind of figured out what was going to happen early on, but I wanted to see where it was going to go. Um, it also kind of reminded me a little bit of, like, The Outsider from Lovecraft, because uh, in The Outsider Lovecraft, uh, it has the same kind of, like, writing style, like, from the per- first-person perspective, and the ambiguity of the, the character and what exactly he is. Like, in The Outsider, it's more like, you know, like we're, we're essentially, like, wa- wa- uh, having this journey with this alongside this character... Um, as he explains, like in his head, like what's going, what he's dealing with, and stuff like that. And then at the end, um, all the ambiguity and stuff like that is kind of like shade, shaved away when it kind of hints that he is um, some undead fiend or something like that. Um, and this is kind of like the same thing with this one. Is like this guy, we have experienced the struggle of this guy throughout this entire story, and there's a lot of ambiguity in the story, like as to like what exactly is going on, like if it's all in his head or if it's not and whatnot, and then. When and then like how he like sur- how he finally like gets past the fact that he can't eat normal food, he goes into he becomes a monster essentially. We we watch mm-hmm. the spiral of a guy go from uh, from sanity to insane. So yeah, it was a neat ride for me. I liked. I, it actually kept me going with that. So mm-hmm. uh, Mikey, he stands for evil. Um. Well, I saw it more of just paranoia. Yeah, and that oh, also and does capture that a lot. The the algorithm doesn't exist. Obviously, yeah. Like, it's just plain paranoid. Because, I mean, to have minions and people go out and add things to specific products, like a box of chocolate bars, choose the specific one that gets contaminated. Yeah. That, no, no, that, yeah. Like, like um, the, the whole... There's so many items in a store, and to know exactly what someone's going to purchase and which exact items... Just sort of just doesn't is, seem is, feasible. Is insane. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's yeah. No, I I, sh- <laughs> I I should also clarify that. Yeah, um, that was also like I like reading this. I was definitely getting a very strong like like this is really well written as a paranoid like schizophrenic yeah. or some kind of some again like the paranoia is just 
really strong in this mo- in the story mm-hmm. because you're reading it and it's like, yeah, this guy's gone to crazy town <laughs> like yeah. really fast. Yeah, and and at one point, uh, instead of going to his basic grocery store, he, he goes, goes to the Chinese weird the the foreign food foreign one, food yeah. store. And for people that aren't used to foreign food, that can be a shock to your system just as well. Yep. So it, it doesn't prove or disprove anything <laughs> when it comes down to it. Um, and then, like, I was fine with it up until a certain point. Okay. And that point is the chocolate bar. He takes a chocolate bar that, that he buys, mm-hmm. and he decides, I'm going to do a water test yeah. to see if it's been tampered with. What type of water does he use? Rust-colored water. Yeah, I was a li- I was surprised by it. I was like, what? And that tells me that essentially it's not food-related. It's water-related because rust-colored water is a breeding ground for bacteria. Yeah. So he's living where he's living. It's 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 like it's not the water, obviously, because I mean it's not the it's not, not the, the food, food really. It's the bacteria from the water, like again, like yeah. like this, and this bacteria is what's driving him nuts. Yeah. So so he, he takes this chocolate bar and he puts it underwater. Yeah. And bubbles come out, mm-hmm. thus contaminating it. Yeah. And he eats it anyway. Yeah, because he can't resist it because it's like it's, it's food. Yeah. Like maybe maybe it'll be good. So no, yeah. Like, again, like it's it, again, it lends itself more to the like yeah. this guy is is sick. Both physically and mentally. Yeah. Um, and it's being influenced again. I don't like. I'm not saying that it, it 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 could like. I'm saying that there's a there's a hint of supernatural like that that could be supernatural if you really wanted to be there. But more or less, it does lend itself more to the psychosis. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, the whole cannibalism. Mm-hmm. He knows exactly where that food came from. Yeah. And chances are he's preparing it in a house that doesn't have rust-colored water. If he's cooking it up or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of. I, again, like the ambi- like where's the ambiguity and like the, the vagueness, I guess, of the first story, like sick, kind of didn't lend itself entirely to this one. This one felt a little bit more satisfying because there was more room for the for the mind to like figure out what was going on. Yeah. Um, and uh, going continue on with the rust colored water. Mm-hmm. If he's a paranoid, yeah, about what he's ingesting, why isn't he paranoid about the water? I well, he he is actually because after he uh, like he does that that food test, he starts collecting water on his roof from rainwater to drink rather than and or and even bathe. Or then he decides like I'll just stop bathing. <laughs> So it really kind of makes you wonder where the hell this guy is. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what his living conditions are. But again, And it's... why didn't he question the water sooner? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can attribute that to just him being insane. <laughs> or kind of already being, like, disturbed. But, yeah, it is it is something that's like, why is, like... This guy clearly needs help. <laughs> yeah. Like, a lot of help. <laughs> um, hmm. I mean, for all we know, he could even be... He might even not even be, like... Um, he, he might be like a homeless, like kind of like, maybe not homeless, but like really like low end income and like just trying to survive kind of thing. Mm, and he has like enough money really for groceries. D- yeah. No, that's and true. And specialty groceries too. That's true. I don't know. Like, I, I just, I just wonder about his, like his living conditions uh, when, mm-hmm. when you're, when this bath is like pumping out like rust water. Yeah. 
Honestly, no, that could even be, like, maybe that's the hint of the story, is that something's, like, of the origin of what's going on, is that it's uh, it all started with the rust-colored water. Yeah. Um, and then his mind just, his, his sick, addled mind decided to uh, come up with the conspiracy of the algorithm and the mastermind character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... And then there's the other issue that you run into with cannibalism. Hmm. Mad cow disease. Yep. So he's already crazy, <laughs> and now he potentially has a crazy disease. crazy <laughs> 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 Yeah. Yeah, so it just keeps... The cycle continues, and we have the birth of a new serial killer. <laughs> because of... Because of poor water conditions. Mm-hmm. Really, it's just a. Uh, it's just a. It's. It's. It, the story has a message. Check your water more, more often. Mm-hmm. Yes. Around don't, go tr- crazy. don't drink rust-colored water. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you drinking that? Like, I would not be drinking that water. Like, as soon as I saw that in my tap, it's like, oh, I'm not drinking that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So. Um, now, I th- uh, do you have anything else? No. Okay. No, I've gone through my notes. Okay, I think we've both kind of gone through our stuff of it. Um, I guess it's time for recommendations. Oh, so I'm starting this one. Do you actually have a recommendation? Do you have a solid recommendation for this one? Um, for the first one, I'd like to go to the first comment that I read <laughs> at the bottom <laughs> of the page. What it is, yeah. Uh, that was so bad, it gave me cancer. <laughs> I think that's a little extreme, it, it, anonymous it extreme. commenter. <laughs> but it, it does solidify the fact about how badly written yeah. it is. Yeah. I honestly, like, personally, I didn't know... How I don't I like when I first when I finished reading it, I was like, I don't know if I want what to re- how to recommend this because I was confused for most of it. Mm-hmm. I while I enjoyed the ending of the story, like the kind of the like kind of the escalation, like the like the reveal of this this the uh, the set of events that happened with the with revealing of this um, this creepy figure in the dream. That's about the only thing that I really enjoyed about the story, because otherwise it was just confusing to keep going. Mm-hmm. The spelling errors and grammar were prevalent throughout the story, and they really could have just been, like, again, a simple re- reread of your own story, and you'd be able to find those errors mm-hmm. and correct them. So, yeah, I can't recommend this one with that alone. Like, with, with just that one, like... Because, again, like, either I want to, like, it's either... I I'm conf- I, was, I, I was confused while reading it until like the very end, and then it kind of got cool. But then it ends, and so we're left off with this like with yeah. this twist that you get at every like in so many creepypastas, where it's like dun dun dun, and then like everybody's and, sick. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> like where the guy's like, all right, so the guy's snapped. He's gonna go start going killing people in the real world. Like that's <laughs> the but like it, it feels like an origin story for a creepypasta serial killer. Mm-hmm. But I want to read that story. Not this one. Or at least have, or this, have tack- this one be a preface or something. Exactly. Have this one like maybe tacked on in the, in the beginning to give us a little bit of a preface to the killer. Or maybe even have it like near the end where we like read this in a, like one of the investigators of the, uh, from that other story that doesn't exist <laughs> reading one of his journal notes or something mm-hmm. like that. That would be interesting. But no, it's just 
there's a it's out of there's a lot of out of context in the story in mm-hmm. the story like it started off with the references because even though I know what Silent Hill and know about Alone in the Dark I know that that's not a good thing to do in a creepypasta yeah um, for context and then the rest of the story I think that's one of the reasons I was so confused for most of the story was that I didn't have a lot of context on what the fuck was going on other than it was a dream mm-hmm. um, so like who's this who, like again who's this figure the shadowy figure on the roof who's this dog that dog's gone that dog doesn't get talked about again like oh so you just happen to know like that you and like you've been put into these other like lo- like situations in dreams I think you mentions one where like it's in a school and he's being attacked by ravenous monsters mm-hmm. um and stuff like that. But, like, there's no context to, like... Like, you need to have... Build some kind of, like, ground... Yeah, for set your reader the scene. To, yeah, for your reader to, like, plant themselves on and and experience this. Not just, like, throw them into this dream experience that's more personal to you if you're... If, if he is indeed reading the, writing this from a nightmare he had. Yeah, it, I, I can't recommend it because it's just too confusing. Yeah. <laughs> like, as a... Like, and, and out of context for me, so... I'd like to read the story that comes after, where we actually meet the serial, like, like have his actions uh, affect the real world. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it's just like there's not, there wasn't enough, you know, there wasn't even enough context for this dream sequence. While interesting to a degree, wasn't really creepy. I mean, it was no. kind of gross, like him slicing yeah. up that girl. I was it's like, almost borderline gore porn. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So it's I not recommend recommended. It. No. I won't recommend it. I don't think you will. No, no, I'm not recommending it at all. Yeah. Um, And while I do think that some of the commenters were a little too... Because some of the other ones, I mean, the cancer one's a little funny. But, like, there are other ones, but who was Shadow? (laughs) Or, but, like, it's like, this is so stupid. It's like, I think there's like, oh, God. Like, yeah, like, there's there's an idea here, but it needs more. Yeah. And you need to, you need to, you need to refine your story. Yeah. Is really what it boils down to for me. Um, and then, so that's it for sick. Um, and then for algorithm, well written, um, much better written. Yeah, much better written. I did enjoy the read. I enjoyed the the journey of insanity that we watched uh, or that we reread. Um, again, it's one of those stories where at the end, by the end, I was like, all right, and now we're going to witness a new creep pasta serial killer. I want to read that story. <laughs> it was very like these sto- two stories were very similar. Yeah, but like one was done a lot better. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not saying it's perfect either. Uh, like there are some parts um, I feel probably could have been done better. Um, coming up with trying to think of it, I don't recall one. Do you have anything that like? Um, well, the whole algorithm. Well, the it, algorithm it, thing lends itself to the paranoia and the conspiracy it, theory this guy's built up. It, it does, but at the same time, it seems almost too far-fetched. You say it's, it's too far-fetched. To me, it actually it, it makes it has the right amount of it because we don't really st- we don't really jump into this movie. The story doesn't really go in slow about this guy's crazy. Like this guy's pretty crazy going early on because he mm-hmm. thinks that because when he starts talking about like this mastermind, that's mm-hmm. and he doesn't actually use in the story. They don't actually use mastermind, but. It's yeah. just always referred to as him and his team of, mm-hmm. of like minion ninjas. <laughs> um, but I, I, I like this. I like the. I feel like the algorithm is actually a decent, uh, or is a good enough, or is a is a strong enough um, response for a crazy person or a paranoid schizophrenic to like. Because I've actually I've read some things about like those kind of cases where like or like conspiracy like that's kind of how like really bad like really weird and really unfortunate people 
get into conspiracy theory uh, is that they like they believe so hard on like w- the most ridiculous thing mm-hmm. and they focus on it and they add on to it and they make it super complex and kind of outlandish and they believe in it but that's just because they're sick and like they can't they they can't help it so it, it did to me it actually felt more like a realistic kind of crazy than just the dream one that we had in sick um so I honestly think I actually think the algorithm worked at least for me anyways it, to me it worked better or like as a uh, for the for the par- to to heighten up the paranoia that this guy is going through and like as you were experiencing it through the story well the my issue is that the algorithm is more of just a conspiracy theory like yeah. you touched on mm-hmm. like he's saying that there is an algorithm but we know there isn't yeah and it like you said is ninjas yeah, like he's like he like they they know his every move. They know like they they must have gone into that restaurant and 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 poisoned all the food, and poisoned the food that he was going to eat. He exactly was going to eat, or go into that go down the grocery aisles and 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 inject uh, all the food that they knew he would touch mm-hmm. with the hypodermic needles. Yeah, it's insane. Like it's entirely. I, I'm not disagreeing. Yeah. that it's the most gonzo like ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I'm just saying that to me, that's actually believable as somebody as what a crazy person would think <laughs> um, as he's going through the story. Um, I mean, to a logical mind, no, of course not. That's not that. That's yeah. That's so in the realms of fantasy. It's 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 laughable. Mm-hmm. But for the story, like we know that the, we know early on, this guy is kind of losing it, uh, and it's a good it's a good like kind of hinting factor to that. So. That, that's how I feel about it, anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I would actually recommend this one because it didn't like it was a, it was a stronger read. Um, it didn't leave me entirely confused while I was reading it. Like it, it kept me go- it kept me going because I wanted to know where how it was going to end. Like I kind of got inklings of what he was going to end up doing before he did it, and then when it finally like when the situation finally happened, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that this is the the logical. Logical outcome to this, so yeah, that I, I'll recommend it. <laughs> yeah, um, I personally give it a half recommendation. Okay, so like a condition um, or well, mainly because it, you get into the guy's paranoia. Yeah, and then it's revealed rust-colored water. Yeah, yeah. Then we get the rust-colored water, which again, like which yeah, if you're I paranoid. Which one of the first things you check? You know what? You might not like. He he does he does like I said he did he did address that he did, wasn't drinking the water anymore because he was using rainwater and stuff. I do I do agree though. Like that should have been a little bit more. That should have been sooner or handled a little bit better. Handled like, better. Yeah, maybe a little more elaborated on because it seems like it was just dropped in as like a hint that something mm-hmm. that like this might have been the cause. Mm-hmm. Or that something is off, like clearly off about what this guy, this guy's living conditions. Um, at the same time, I feel like it could it could easily be dismissed by a crazy person, like some a detail like that. Like yeah. it's like, oh no, it's not the right, uh, rust colored water. I, I I would have known. I would have I would have tasted something different. <laughs> it's got to be the people who are injecting needles of poison into my food. <laughs> yeah, but like, he doesn't go and explain that. No, yeah. I feel like that should be added, that should that could have been added and that would have mm-hmm. like like he's like him like us know us out of as a reader knowing that like that's probably the issue but and then having the act, the character Just like sort of gloss it over gloss it over like or rationalize it away mm-hmm. with some nonsense 
Like, no, it's not the rest called the water. I would have tasted something different. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess a well, full recommendation for me and then a partial recommendation for you. Yep. All right. Well, like I said, and like I said earlier, like this one, I believe this version that we read was as the first was a first draft of the story, at least on his blog. So it's still pretty good for a first draft. Yeah, <laughs> for the for a story. So I might have to like look and see if he's done anything else with this character because I I don't know if any of the Joseph K stories are actually all related. I've only I just know that he's a the guy who writes them is, writes a lot. <laughs> And like they're all connected under the Joseph K stories, so okay. we'll have to read more of those, and hopefully Leviathan will be able to attend those episodes. <laughs> um, I guess that's it for this week's episode, then. Um, so if you like what you heard, or you didn't, uh, leave a comment in the comment section below. If you uh, missed Doctor Leviathan, by all means, tell us. <laughs> tell us how, <laughs> tell us that you miss him, or that you like you know, the show's better without him. <laughs> No. Uh, That's what this episode was missing. A great big bowl of dicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, yeah, all right. Um, you can also send us uh, messages on Twitter. Um, I'm, at Do- I'm, at, I'm at Review Cultist, and uh, Dr. Leviathan is at Dr. Leviathan. Mikey, the stands for evil, is not on. I swear to God, you should just, like, post... You should just do, like, E stands for evil as your Twitter... Uh, is your Twitter name? <laughs> Hopefully, before this episode gets launched, so you can, so somebody doesn't take that. Um, uh, or you can send us, uh, or you can uh, leave us. Uh... Wow. Okay. Did I mention comments section below? Yeah. You okay. Can leave a comment. Yeah. Comments section below. Kiwi Six, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Um, you can also send us a message or uh, send us a review on iTunes. That'd be awesome of you. Um, and you can send us emails, of course, uh, at aldente rigamortis at gmail.com. That's A L D E N T E R I G A M O R T I S at gmail.com, where you can also send us suggestions for other creepypastas you'd like us to discuss on the show. Um, also, if you'd like, you can donate. Go to crazonstudios.tumblr.com, where you can check out each, uh, each title card for each episode, and on the side, there's a little donate button. So, until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. And I'm Mikey. The E stands for evil. And this has been Al Dente Sleep well. <laughs>